Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breakout. This is episode number 98. We're Holy very crap. close to 100. What are we going to do for uh, the first episode? For Wednesday, I don't know. We got, <laughs> That's future us. Future us, Corey, about that. Uh, <laughs> for Wednesday, August 9th, 2023, my name is Marty Sleva, and I am joined by Casey Wosu and uh, Nick Calandra. Welcome, everyone. Hello. Hey, y'all. Welcome. We did it. Casey, you've been gallivanting across the country. You've been jet-setting. Some would oh, say, man. yeah, jet lag is real. <laughs> did you get to? You, did you, you? Did you at least get to stay overnight? You were. Um, we won't say what for, but you were in San Francisco for um, coverage of upcoming coverage for the Escapist. Um, right? Did you stay overnight, or did was that just one of those like? Oh no, crazy no, no. I, yeah, I, I, I went the day before, so Monday, uh, late afternoon, nice. um, and then was there all day, and then came back super early in the morning. So like. I, I had so much time between the event thing and then like the actual flight that um I was able to call my older brother who lives in uh I saw that Oakland, yeah. which is like right across the, the yeah. bay or whatever. Nay. So like we hung out for several hours and then he took me to the airport. So where was that patio? I saw you uh, eating on a was, patio. Yeah, that was in Oakland. Jack London Square? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I used to live at Jack London I didn't, Square. I didn't pay that much the, attention. I, they used to call me the king of Jack London Square. No one called me that. I, just, I lived there for two years. It was very <laughs> so, nice. I enjoyed I enjoyed it very much. Much colder than I keep thinking uh, California is, but I keep forgetting that that's Big like, California. yeah, that's not yeah. the real, that's not the California you see on TV. That's not the OC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the UC. That's the upper C. It was really cold. I should have brought a jacket. Yeah. Uh, that's why the, tour- the tourism industry there is all about uh, selling people these uh, really gaudy iHeart SF sweaters, like oversized <laughs> sweaters, because they'll go to Fisherman's Wharf in like uh, tank top and, and shorts and they'll be fine all day. And then the sun goes down and it's like, oh. No, what's what's happened? It's coming for you. So um, there you go. And Nick, how are you? You were just saying you have acid reflux. I do. Uh, like I ate, ten thousand year old. Well, I, I ordered Red Robin last night, and uh, I waited two Red hours, Red and it never showed up. Yum. So I canceled it, and then DoorDash gave me twenty dollar credit and a refund. Nice. And then I just turned. Did around. that give you what? Acid reflux? Did that give you acid reflux? Well, no. But I ordered oh. Old Chicago Pizza after that. And and then that gave me acid reflux. So. <laughs> oh yeah, the red sauce. Yeah, the red we sauce. We all know about the red sauce. We all know about the red sauce. Um, there Talk you go. You're, you're caught up. You're caught up on on everything. Uh, we have a great show for you today. Uh, the big thing, Baldur's Gate three is here, and it's bigger than anyone expected. No one predicted this game would be big. Not a single person in the world predicted this game would be big. Um, but it's here. It's 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 smashing uh, Steam records. It's it's uh, toppled Tears of the Kingdom on Metacritic, which is just phony it, reviews. It toppled it. I thought they were matched. I don't like it even being close. No, I believe it's surpassed. <laughs> I believe it's surpassed. It, went, it got passed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because of, because yeah, uh, Tears of the Kingdom did get that one real real negative review. <laughs> I'm just saying we're still waiting. There might be a recount in Arizona. I'm just saying <laughs> if we hold off. Uh, I think everything will be fine for Tears of the Kingdom. Um, but yeah, Nick's been playing uh, quite a bit of it. Um, Casey, have you? I have not. No, yeah. Okay. I, wow. It feels like too big an undertaking. <laughs> it's too scary. Listen, you already you already lived an entire season of D&D. It's hard for you to jump into a new <laughs> right? season of D&D. Yeah. Um, but we'll have uh, thoughts thoughts on that and thoughts on just the conversation around the game, which has been really exciting. Uh, and then a couple news stories, including, uh, I'm going to be honest, some negative news stories. News game news wise, it's been a bad week for game news. Good good week for games. Cool games have come out aside from uh, Baldur's Gate three. Bad week for news. So we're gonna talk about the news. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before we get started, uh, Quintuple A. Ah, 
$1.99 Oh, thank you so much. And remember that money right now is going towards our next funding goal after Casey and I finish uh, our portal adventure. We'll be playing Devil May Cry. And so thank you so much for that. And also, we got new art in with Portal 1 slash Portal 2. Very exciting. Neat. And before everybody yeah. asks, we are in the process of getting Zelda stream scheduled, uh, Sly Cooper stream scheduled, all that stuff. Literally, we have our top minds on it. By top minds, I mean Me we made a couple <laughs> separate threads with the two of us. Jesse, Casey, or Jesse, uh, Amy, and Jamaican. Let me tell you, those threads are not figuring any problems out. But we're gonna. <laughs> the threads will eventually figure the problems out. The threads look, have been made, look, guys. We don't just worry. we just need to do a giant fundraiser that gets an escapist office that we all live in and we never leave, and that's it. Yep. We just need several members of the escapists to leave their home continents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that time, it's, it I turns keep telling out telling uh, you to move, uh, to move away from Australia and it'll solve all of our problems, and she just won't do uh, it. I'm going to be honest. That's gamers is in Australia. Like, yeah, you realize there's giant spiders in Australia. I'm not going there. If yeah, we live but, in the office, we won't have to worry about that. Yeah, and there's no heartburn in Australia. Yeah, where there's like cancer. No, no red sauce as far as the <laughs> no eye can see. <laughs> you look as far as you want over those plateaus. Not a single. So drop the stupid of red thing sauce. about me and red sauce is I know it bothers me, but I still go for it yeah, anyways. Yeah, that's just humans. Yeah, I'm yeah. like it's pizza. Humans like I can't dumb. live without it, and if I can't live with, if I really if I have to live without it, I might as well just not live at all. Do you like, have do you have tums? Like yeah, yeah, simples. Okay. Like while while in San Fran and eating, I tried to order uh, jambalaya, which comes with like uh, big prawns. Yeah, and I was like, "Can you just take the prawns out?" She's like, "I wouldn't recommend that." <laughs> <laughs> like if you like if you have an allergy, like just don't don't do that. Just order something else. <laughs> Would you have a prawn? I have I have a shrimp allergy. But it's, oh yeah, yeah in, but in in Jumbi, yeah, that's everywhere. I was like, just like take the shrimp out. I'll be fine, right? She's like, no. I, I wouldn't recommend I feel it. like the prawns are in that tub. They're the first thing in that tub. <laughs> and then everything else gets put in there. And so everything's got some some prawn working on it. Um, do you guys want to get started on, on some of the news before we get to the to the big old main course of Baldur's Gate? Uh, I've been so busy this week. I don't even know what's going on. Oh, uh, don't worry. You're going to be fine. You already made one tweet. I saw one tweet about this. You weren't happy about this. We got a Pokemon Direct. Oh, yeah. Fuck Pokemon. we got a pokemon presents uh earlier this week um and we got updates on a couple things uh including a new generation coming to pokemon go uh there's and there was a lot of there was like a big pokemon festival going on in japan right now it was weird a lot like half of that presentation was geared towards people who are in japan for this festival right now Mm -hmm. so i was watching it being like well that would be neat I'm not in Yokohama, so I can't enjoy this, but this all looks very fun. Uh, and then uh, if you have Switch Online, they added two Pokemon games, including uh, Pokemon the Card Game for Game Boy and Pokemon Stadium 2 for N64. Uh, both of those games are pretty cool. I actually really like the Pokemon Card Game, and they added online functionality. So That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's neat. Very neat. Um, and then Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC, uh, the first expansion is coming in September. Just looks more like... Scarlet and Violet, which leads us to uh, Nick's uh, big concern that uh, Scarlet and Violet is still Scarlet and Violet. They haven't really fixed Scarlet and Violet, and yet they're releasing more Scarlet and Violet. How do you feel about that, Nick? <laughs> so my, I think my tweet specifically said, I feel personally insulted by this because they won't fix the performance issues because I went back to play it the other day, and I've never quit. A, like I've quit games over bad performance, but like if I enjoy it enough, I'll continue it, whatever, right? I go back to play that game. I'm in like the the school and people are like loading in like two feet in front of me. And I'm like, I can't, I'm playing Baldur's Gate three and Pikmin four at the same time. 
this feels insulting. I'm quit. And then they announced DLC the next day. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you, Pokemon Company. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. fix your I damn mean, we, game. We, like this is the this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Like the fact that Nintendo is allowing this while you're putting Pikmin 4 and Tears of the Kingdom out on the platform. Persona 5 runs on the platform just fine. It's basically Pokemon. So <laughs> <laughs> fuck off, we can either we can either dig into that or we can gloss over it. I'm <laughs> we, fine. I personally we, fine we can gloss way. over it. It's a much bigger game that's more more technically <laughs> enhanced. This uh, Pokemon game's embarrassing. Agree. I, I feel like we've been talking about this for a while. That it very much seems like uh, Game Freak and the Pokemon Company are a combination of resting on their laurels because these games keep printing money. And also, they have to adhere to a really gnarly schedule. Like, we don't, uh, we talk a lot about crunch in games when it comes to Western studios because those stories get told a lot. Um, we don't talk about those stories when it comes to Japanese studios because those stories really don't get told. We don't get a lot of information, just the Japanese culture, development culture. We don't get those yeah. stories. And so, um, even in success stories like Elden Ring, I, I, there's some horror stories there of how a game like Elden Ring, like what it took for a game like Elden Ring to be created. Mm -hmm. uh, there's horror stories about Persona, what it took for a game like that to be created. And definitely in the case of Persona, uh, Pokemon that has to adhere to a really rigid schedule. So um, it sucks, though. It, it does suck. And I'm curious if. We're going to see. Is it really stupid of me to be like, ah, once Nintendo announces the Switch 2, every the new Pokemon, it will be very fancy. <laughs> I don't know. We thought we thought after Pokemon Arceus and how horribly that performed that they would do better for the next game. and <laughs> They did worse. So because we're dumb. Yeah. Like you, you bringing up the, the rigid uh, production schedule is a really good point, because like my biggest complaint with that series is how little it attempts to iterate. And mm -hmm. it, that may largely be because they don't have enough time, right? Like maybe they yeah. do have ideas and they want to add new features. They don't have time. So like you get like these sort of uh, not even half steps, but like quarter steps in like Arceus and then like another quarter step in Scarlet and Violet where like, oh, well, the world is kind of open, but there's like nothing in it and whatnot. And like it doesn't function properly. And like they probably just need more time, like more time to actually build this new stuff into Pokemon. And they they're not allowed it because they're those quarterly financials got to got to hit like they've been hitting. Yeah. And like the Pokemon train, which, again, we talk about all the time. It's not just games. It's merchandise. It's cartoons. It's it's cafes. It's events like what's going on in, in uh, Japan right now. It's directly linked to Pokemon Go, which is still printing money. I mean, so um, I, I can live with poor graphics. I can live with a bland world like the Pokemon you know, uh, loop is why people play those games primarily. Mm -hmm. It's the the performance, though. Like, I mean, it's just it's just embarrassing, and I don't really think they'll do anything about it because people still buy it, and I still bought it. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm part of the problem. But uh, yeah, you are. <laughs> but uh, listen, Jamate's more of the problem. He bought two, he bought of, two of them. I will always <laughs> say <laughs> Jamate bought both versions. So I, yeah, I don't know. It <clears> just <throat> you know when I go i just finished mario rabbits uh, uh sparks of hope which is a gorgeous game on the switch pikmin 4 is gorgeous on the switch tears of the kingdom looks great and runs fine so i'm like xenoblade chronicles 3 yeah i mean like there's it's just capable of it yeah i, I you know I, I wish nintendo would respect the property more you know like it could, could it could be even bigger if they really wowed people maybe again 
and they just they yeah. just don't want to. So I, I think they they need that humbling. Like as soon as we get a Pokemon game that underperforms, like Nintendo is a kind of company that will then reassess. Like they'll be like, all right, mm-hmm. maybe we should take a break or like spend more time fixing this. But like as long as it makes money, like they don't really have an incentive to do that yeah it's not entirely it's like a it's it's you when you see a movie where there's like two keys that need to like turn in the thing for a nuke to fire like it's nintendo and the pokemon company which are separate entities mm-hmm. um and so i don't know if it keeps printing money like if we yeah, had like, a who, series exactly that blew up on the escapist that was just just farts just 100 percent farts but it was just getting crazy views what would you do if people were like nick the fart video is it is watering down the quality of the escapist. But counterpoint, all of your bosses are like, Nick, what if can we do the fart video twice a year? Because the fart video performs extremely well. So what do we do with fart vids? Think about that. I won't be a part I'll of it. I'll take my answer off air. <laughs> I think I'd stay with the fart vids, if I'm going to be honest. If I was making that comment, I, 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 was, I would absolutely stay with the fart vids. Honestly, though, like, honestly. In general, I almost don't want Pokemon to continue down the 3D route. I'd rather them do like the 2D, 3D art style, like uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Octopath Traveler is doing for Pokemon. I think it would be really cool. I'd rather them go yeah, back to I that. Mean, a really stylish <laughs> 2D game would be really cool. Yeah. Um, I th- there's some scuttlebutt about X and Y is the next, uh, or Black and White. Black and White, I think, is the next generation that they're going to revisit, and whether that's a. Um, Remake, like you know, like uh, the the Pokemon like Go, let's go, Eevee. let's go, Eevee and Pikachu, or mm-hmm. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, or whether it's um, Black and White Three because there was a Black and White Two. That's one of the rare Pokemon games that got a proper sequel. Um, remains to be seen. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was uh, <clears throat> playing around with Emerald on my Steam Deck, and uh, that made me happy. Where Pokemon Violet made me want to viciously attack the Switch. That sounds illegal, Nick. I own a mm-hmm. copy of Emerald. Somewhere. <laughs> Where is it? Show it to us. <laughs> Fucking produce it. Oh. Prove it. Speaking of, I have a big announcement. I wanted to kick the stream off with this. No. Got a new amiibo. It's a uh, link from Skyward Sword. It came in the mail ah, today. That's a good link. War- Wario64 was like, this is on sale for $12 on Amazon and bought Wait, it. Wait, no. Actually, Skyward Sword link? Yeah, it's an ugly link. My bad. <laughs> Never mind. His sword is bent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, ah. It curves like a bullet and wanted. It's been really hot here, and I it's left this outside. Swing. It's just those those you know stretchy animation frames. It's been, it's been really hot here, and I left it outside for a while. It's fine. Uh, it'll be fine. So <laughs> yes, yeah. congrats to everyone if you also bought a Skyward Sword amiibo. Yeah, uh, I'm looking. No, this one's fine. No, like it, his in-game model, he's kind of fugly. His in-game model is dumb. His he's art, the least attractive link. Can you see his art on my camera? I can see his bendy sword. His art, his art. Don't look at him. Look at his art. His art looks really cool. Wow. You yeah, the paid art, for, yeah, the art is you fine. You paid the for a box. Fine. Good job. I just pay for a box, Nick. First off, don't Mr. You do Moonfall, it. Mr. Jurassic Park Dominion. What, what have you paid for? I paid for a steel case. I didn't even get steel I, case. I laminate my own covers. <laughs> One time. Fuck off. <laughs> Listen, my we, uh, my video COVID game it, my video game shelf looks kind of cool, so you know what? You're gonna bring a fake ass copy of Emerald, aren't you? Hell yeah, I am. <laughs> I mean, that'll uh, probably save you from the feds when Nintendo finds it. <laughs> also, <laughs> just why don't are open those it. games on Switch Online? Like, why isn't Pokemon Blue and Red? Because they don't want you to remember how good Pokemon used to be. <laughs> they're gonna remake them. That's why. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Honestly, both sound good. <laughs> both sound like options. Yeah. This is part of the problem, Marty. Stop. Uh, this is absolutely part of the problem. They, they, just uh, listen, they just listen to the podcast. I'm like, he, that, that man's right. They'll never stop buying Pokemon. Quickly writing it down. <laughs> Get just the shiggy son. Uh, King Dead with a $2 dono. Breakout episode 100 fart video. I'm putting a question mark at the end of it. Question mark? That's a great I mean, suggestion. Marty's already farting Marty, so. Farted one time on a video. It wasn't even an escapist video. I mean, definitely doesn't matter. But that story wasn't even about an escapist video. So that doesn't <laughs> count. Um, speaking of uh, companies disappointing us, uh, Street Fighter Six, a game that is not only great, but had an incredible weekend at Evo. Evo was such an amazing celebration of the fighting game community. And Street Fighter Six kind of, that was the big game there, right? Like that was the... Yeah, was, it was it was close, yeah. what closed out the show. It had by far the most entrance, like seven thousand. I think was like a record of uh, Street Fighter entrance, and it was cool. I was watching. I was watching a bunch of Evo. It was like yeah, yeah. Fun. It was really oh my god. Almost every single match was like nail biting. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was really cool. And then they announced uh, a collaboration with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, probably timing with Mutant Mayhem coming out. Very cool. Makes sense in a fighting game like legitimate costumes. I'm like, this is very cool. Uh, turns out that in order to uh, unlock that stuff, you have to spend about a hundred dollars, which um, is what not cool. And I would uh, argue is like one of the first bouts of negative publicity that this game has had. It's, it's like an incredible like reveal an incredible like beta and demos an incredible launch high reviews yeah. Evo and then this and I'm like, wow, it's $25 per character. It's um, it's it's the amount of premium currency you need to buy is ostensibly that. Yeah, well, if you want to buy all of yeah, all if of you want, the turtles, I think stuff. all four of them would cost you about that because like it's it's fifteen dollars worth of fight coins in game, but like Just Marty's saying, costume. you can only buy you can buy them in denominations. Yeah, these of these, more cor- than these corporations want to drag all the nostalgia money out of you as po- they're like yeah. all these people grew up with this. They have money now. Now they deserve. Now they need to give it back. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a, it's a thing that a lot of people would very quickly and easily buy if it was reasonably priced. It was ten bucks if it was. 15 bucks like if they're like you get all the turtles like yeah that sounds cool i mean you think all turtle like all the turtles should be wrapped up in a a bun like not just per turtle no what's what's the best price per turtle five dollars per turtle yeah like five bucks a turtle okay twenty dollars for the for all the turtles and then throw in like that (laughs) throw in this throw in jackie chan's rat <laughs> I, don't I don't know which character is Jackie Chan's rat, but is there like a who's the who's a Splinter esque character? Is Master uh, Roshi in Street Fighter? No, he should yeah, be. Who would be like? Uh, yeah, Street Fighter not have an old man. Yeah, Street Fighter doesn't have like weirdo characters. They're like they're mostly just people. Yeah, it doesn't do the weird Tekken thing where it's like, oh, here's some freaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wonder. <laughs> uh, some freaks. Wonder how quick they're gonna backtrack on this because. Well, I guess Blanca. Hundred dollars. Four characters. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, it's less. It's like I. Th- I think it's like almost fifty or sixty dollars for the characters, and then the extra forty is like if you want to unlock the thickers or like. Oh my god. Pizza. Pizza. Ugh. 
heartburn. All uh, your characters having heartburn. Let's get to Baldur's Gate sucks. three. I'm getting heartburn just hearing this. Uh, <laughs> we're almost there, Nick. But don't worry, <laughs> Rockstar will save. No, everything. no, not the fifty dollar Red Dead Redemption <laughs> PS4 and Switchboard. Ah, it's yeah. commercially commercial value of it. Fuck off. <laughs> the other big news of the week was they learned uh, from watching Nintendo. <laughs> Uh, Rockstar uh, announced that the original Red Dead Redemption uh, will be coming to Switch and PS4 for $50, and it is not a remaster. They did not up the frame rate. It is Red Dead Redemption Fucking plus Undead Nightmare ridiculous. minus all the multiplayer. Um, Undead Nightmare is very cool. For Switch, I'm like, okay, on the go. Like No! We got I'm a full used remake of bullshit. Last of Us Part 1 for $70, and this is a port for 50 Fuck off. <laughs> On Switch, I think it's fine. No. On PlayStation, it's I think it's they Nintendo. should be ashamed of themselves. Why is this even coming out on PlayStation to begin with? It was uh, the, you, There was no backwards compatibility on the PS4, so you can never uh, but play But that's it. Sony's fault. Yeah, it was, that is Sony's fault. Like Sony. All of this is Sony's fault. Microsoft has backwards com- compatibility. If you own Red Dead 1, you can play it on your 360 at 60 frames per second. They t- or on your Xbox One. They like boost, They boosted it. It's got boosties. You know, free honestly, boosties. Honestly, God, swear to God, if Xbox doesn't like capitalize on that as a marketing thing, like uh, 20 bucks right here, 60 frames. Yeah, <laughs> like not even twenty bucks. You could buy Red Dead One like ten bucks, probably like five dollars used, right? Like you could buy a disc cheap as hell, probably. Like that was a game that sold tens of millions of copies. Yeah, it's cheap of as hell. There. Yeah, um, fuck that, fuck that so much. Yeah, and then yeah, week. what was Why, the exact quote? My week? <laughs> what was the exact quote? <laughs> what was the exact quote they said? You used it earlier. That's beginning. Uh, that that's it's market the, value. The or? commercial market value. Commercial <laughs> market, which is value. which is keyword for. People will pay it because they want it, so fuck off. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's I've probably, I've probably gotten the stream demonetized with all the albums I've dropped, but <laughs> this news is all making me go nuts. It's, Sending uh, super chats. That's a commercial market value of the breakout podcast. It, it's the commercial market value. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a bummer. It's, uh, and then they have the investors call, and they're saying they're expecting record profits next fiscal year because everyone's assuming that's when Grand Theft Auto will launch so most, most likely between uh, April 2024 and March 2025 is when they're projecting GTA 6 to launch um, all that's a bummer yeah all that's a bummer GTA 6 I'm sure is going to be great but um, that Red Dead thing's a bummer I don't it's, know, it's, a little... it's a travesty what they've done to their, their classic titles because the GTA trilogy remasters were garbage too like yeah, they, they kind of keep fumbling the ball with their older content. Yeah. yeah, they're just milking people for money at this point. I mean, not that like Rockstar is not known for doing that with GTA Online and everything, but geez. this is also not internally developed by Rockstar. It's a yeah. third party porter, a porter house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's like yeah, we, like gross. one of the Hauser brothers has like left Rockstar some time ago, right? Like does does a lot of these decisions regarding their older content seem to coincide with that departure? Cause it seems like, like someone of great importance has left and like maybe some higher ups are starting to get, get their grubby hands on some merchandise. Exactly. That's what what happens to all these studios. I mean, look at, uh, you know, the, uh, Rocksteady, their, their top brass is gone. You know, all these legacy studios that did really cool stuff. Just don't put the name Rock in your studio and you'll be fine. <laughs> Steady. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it, yeah, I, you know, that's just like the the movie industry is going through all this stuff right now. These greedy executives and everything like mm-hmm. that's 
you know, all the all the big name game game people are moving moving out of these these greedy AAA corps and moving and making their own AAA studios independently. So they're all greedy except Nintendo. Nintendo's fine. Pikmin Four, I, Ochi. I, I, I'm going to throw you, you off a cliff. Ochi the dog. What do you think about Ochi the dog? Nick? <laughs> Doesn't that dog cost money? No, that dog is free. I mean, the dog is sixty dollars along with the game. <laughs> yeah. uh, less if you buy the Nintendo voucher pass. <laughs> it's not true. It's a lie. Don't believe their yeah. lies. <laughs> I'm completely drunk the Kool Aid. Um, that's that's the bad negative. That's the negative gaming news of the week. The positive gaming news is that a bunch of cool games came out. Before we get to Baldur's Gate three, Jewel Rao been been for four months. Thank you so much, Jewel. Love love you, escapist peeps. Then we got a little Grinderbin and we got a little Sigmar. It's a good thing that you're in early access because those people, uh, yourself included, can watch episode two of season three of Adventure is Night right now in early access. Uh, this season is is heating up. You're going to want to be on the ground floor of every episode because let me tell you, the spoilers are coming out fast and loose. I'm seeing new rock stars is doing spoiler videos on every episode. I don't think they are. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys know the channel New Rockstars. They're different no, than we just the rock star we just talked about. We just need to get XQC to do ones. a reaction video on it. Uh, oh, is that the, the blonde guy I don't <laughs> yeah, like? The blonde guy that everybody's yelling at for <laughs> providing free views to the reacting videos while he goes to the bathroom and leaves the video on. That's not free views, though. It's his video, and he's just. But he says it's, it's free, just says it's free views for you. Did you see his most recent thing? He did a. He was streaming, and a and a, a, a maid or a, a cleaner came into his filthy room and was cleaning, and he got all embarrassed. And I'm like, "What's happening here? What are we doing? <laughs> we need a. We need a pause, and we need to figure out what's going on." <laughs> he's got enough. He's got enough money. He probably has maids all I over his house. I don't watch this guy. <laughs> you and can have someone clean your house. Not while or you're the streaming. room you're in, not yeah, not <laughs> that's what I do. Not while this is going on. What if I had someone fix my door during a stream? That'd be really funny. I should call someone on Sunday to fix my door during the Persona stream. Ten a.m. Ten a.m. Uh, to six p.m. Sunday. Be there. Be square. I took uh, too long to cut my grass, and then it rained a bunch the past few days, and now it's a forest. So I had to call somebody that could bring a riding mower to come cut it. So. Get some goats. I put some goats. I should down. just put my dogs. In. <clears throat> They'll eat it. Do your dogs eat grass? Mine seem to want to, and it's annoying. Those aren't good. Yeah. I don't, I Barry, Barry, Barry found a bird the other day. Had to go rip. Did he eat it? I, he tried to. I had to rip it out of his <laughs> mouth. It's gross. That's one of the grossest is it things. Is dead? It was dead. Is oh, it yeah. Dead? It was very dead. It's just, that's one of the grossest things I've ever had to do is chase my dog down with a dead bird in his mouth. And then, oh, and then like and you then were chasing your dog down, like waving a dead bird at it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you need to get goats, or you need to get you need to get better at, on cutting your grass. My, you my, my grass is weird. Like most of my yard doesn't grow because it's in the sun all day, and then like there's mm-hmm. one part of my yard that's in the shade, and that just grows like crazy. And then I forget Isn't about that, like, it. the opposite. I know. Yeah, I don't. Do? I don't understand what's going on. There's something underground. You get you a Roomba and tie grow. some knives at the bottom. It's of all it. the. It's we all get the, you a battle Roomba. It's all the salt from people mad at ads under my grass making it grow fast. People under you? Do you have Morlocks under your house? I might. Damn. Chuds. They found him. <laughs> got Chuds under your house. Under your house. Uh, speaking of Morlocks, I don't know a lot about Baldur's Gate 3. I'm assuming that game's got Morlocks because it sounds like every story I hear about Baldur's Gate 3, that game's got something going on in it. And I was like, I did not know you could do that. That sounds incredible. Uh, it sounds like one of those games where uh, the developers just said yes and 
to um, every suggestion a player might have in going through the game, which is partly the reason why, as we mentioned before, um, smashing Steam records, it is, uh, as last week at one point, it uh, had one of the 10 most concurrence on Steam ever. 800,000. Plus. 800,000, that includes games in that stratosphere are recent games like Elden Ring and uh, Hogwarts Legacy, but also Counter-Strike Go and and Dota and uh, PUBG. So it is in... Uh, rarefied atmosphere for um, a game that I think a lot of people thought was in a relatively niche genre, like the CRPG, which hasn't really had a massive moment in the sun recently, but um, it feels like this is one that obviously Larian, this feels like a a, a culmination of everything Larian has been doing over the past decades um, um, with Divinity Original Sin and everything, and uh, released to uh, incredible sales, incredible player count, incredible critical reception and incredible uh, commercial reception. Uh, so Nick, you've been playing a bunch of it. Give us your thoughts on Baldur's Gate. Yeah, I have. Uh, man, they, it was, it's kind of funny seeing this game in the wild now because I knew about it um, way before it was announced because we were doing the, we were shooting the documentary at Larian Studios. Yeah, Dick. And uh, they basically had all, all these like D&D books like kind of like scooting around the 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 uh, office and they're like every time we brought a camera over like you see somebody just push a D book out of the way and you're like yeah don't, no, don't. just study yeah, we just want to yeah, learn yeah don't 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 film that and i'm like okay yeah. <laughs> and then uh got told like right when we were leaving yeah it's uh it's the next boulders game i was like oh fuck that's gonna be huge um so yeah i'm absolutely loving the game and it is the antithesis to everything we just talked about in the bad news no microtransactions no cosmetics no bullshit completely loaded with content i spent 20 hours in act one and i still didn't see everything and do everything and i'm not in, and i'm in act two now and i'm another 10 hours in and i'm still not even the Baldur's gate itself which is the big city they've shown off in like all the footage which is where like the main part of the game is um so it's it's fantastic it's written well it's voiced well it's it plays great it runs great uh, I, I couldn't be happier with for Larian because I mean that, that studio absolutely deserves this. Like Swen uh, Vince Figge, uh, he's the head of the studio. That guy is like the most genuine person I've ever spoken to for a documentary, and like his upbringing. Like you should go watch the Divinity Original Sin documentary if you haven't, because even the upbringing to how he got here just to make these games happen is such a wild story, yeah. uh, emotional one too. Like where like they went through a lot of failure before they got here. Um, so it's a really, really good story worth listening to, but, um, yeah, like <laughs> it's really like an RPG that we haven't gotten in a long time where the choices aren't just yes and no. It's very much all these dialogue options can lead you in any certain direction. There's no really core path to follow in Baldur's Gate three. And so it really just feels like you're going on your own adventure. You talk to random people, you end up on a different quest, you end up going this way, that way, combat encounters, it's it's just it's just so good like i can't recommend it enough and uh the biggest part too is just like if you like immersive sims Baldur's gate is basically an immersive sim too where if you think about something you can probably do it like there's videos on twitter of like people trying to get to the outside or get up on a castle and to do it they just stack mercer yeah, Matt Mercer stacked all the boxes stacks 50 boxes and just climbs the boxes to get up there um even when i'm playing like I'm constantly like zooming the map around and looking for all the nooks and crannies that I can do. So like I'm at a part now where I had to climb this tower and like, I was like, Oh, this, I got to go through this whole combat encounter. And then I look around the side and I'm like, Oh, 
I can just jump out this window and then jump up to these platforms and get up there instead. Like, there's, not, there's not many RPGs that do that. They give you that type of freedom. So, um, yeah, this this honestly like hearing you and other people talk about like how amazing Baldur's Gate three is and and the reason why it's so amazing is very reminiscent of the same sort of talk when Tears of the Kingdom dropped with just oh if you can think this I can do this and also. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit with Elden Ring, which is like just how much there is there. Like, oh, you think that, you know, there's X amount of content and it turns out it's like double that. Well, no, no, it's triple that. And it's like, that's great, but it's also like impossible, right? Daunting. Yeah. <laughs> well, like yeah. This, this, this is the sort of this is the sort of production that weighs down the entire industry. And I don't want to sound negative, but it's like it's it's not at all easy or uh sensible to try and achieve this sort of thing but i feel like this is the sort of success that makes people want to try it and like we're gonna we might get a bunch of like uh car crashes Eh, (laughs) i I don't know like divinity original sin 2 was ambitious and did a lot of the same stuff that Baldur's gate 3 does just not on this scale Mm -hmm. um and other developers have picked up on it for crpgs like so like, uh, is it the D and D license that has like put them over the edge? Like, yeah. like money kind of coming in from. I don't. I was going to say, well, what is so, it about this game that has sort of propelled it into that rarefied atmosphere? And Larian, like, they sort of graduated. They're in the big leagues now. It feels like with this game. So they like, were, what is it? About they, were, it? they were in the big leagues with Divinity Original Sin two when that came out. I just think it wasn't as mainstream talked about. Um, but I don't think that's the big leagues, right? Like, it, I think it, the big leagues is. Partly quality and everyone is talking about it. I don't just mean by quality. That's not the big leagues. There's plenty of big, there's plenty of incredible yeah, games. Sale, that sales wise, Divinity was in the big leagues. Yeah. But as far as people talking about, maybe not. Um, now, mm-hmm. Larry, yeah, Larian's like top echelon of developers after Baldur's Gate 3 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't really know. Like, I mean, I think a big part of it is like, First of all, like Divinity Original Sin 2 was was a big launch for them. And so, you know, Baldur's Gate 3 goes into early access and it was an instant success just from div- the people that played Divinity Original Sin 2 and knew how good this game was probably going to be. Um, so there was a huge word of mouth already established before it even went 1.0. I think they've marketed the game perfectly. Like when they do the panel from Hells, they had thousands of people watching that and they were really open about development and showing off stuff. Um and then, yeah, you know, too, it's an established IP with Baldur's Gate. You know, a lot of people played that back in the day or at least heard about it. A lot of people heard that this was being compared to, you know, Dragon Age Origins and kind of stuff like that. Um, Part of it, the the picking up, like, there was a meal left at the table when Bioware kind of stopped being Bioware for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like this is kind of taking up that mantle. Uh while we wait for, you know, if Dragon Age and Mass Effect feel like classic Bioware, because Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 were Bioware. That was mm. Bioware pre-KOTOR. Like, that was um, kind of Bioware before they became really popular. Uh, yeah, also, Jason Twitter mentions in the chat, um, it feels like it came at a, like, it is so serendipitous that while developing this, a thing like Critical Role and Real Plays, like, um, like Adventures Nigh, became super popular. Like, D and D and the D and D rule set and stuff stopped being 
niche. Yeah, it's mainstream. I now. think and started yeah, the, being the pretty mainstream. The movie early this year, yeah. Um, which I think going into this game, if you have some sort of base knowledge of D and D, whether you've played with friends or whether you've watched, I like. I guarantee you, if you watch Adventure is Nigh, and even if you haven't played D and D before, that some of that will act as a tutorial in this game to know certain things about um advantage roles and about you know the uh, attacks of opportunity and about you know uh, what certain checks mean and what's the difference between uh, wisdom and intelligence on all that kind of stuff but yeah and i, I think the I, th- I think the one point i launched just had a huge word of mouth on it because all the big streamers were on it right away uh and people like saw it and looked look at the quality then like i gotta play that i think it's just yeah i think you know somebody in chat said it timing timing is <laughs> right but you know, it's uh, it's just exciting to see, and like I think this is going to open up a lot of opportunities for the genre, because um, like I I think most people, at least from not from the early generation of gaming, don't really care for like the real time pause combat that like Pillars of Eternity had, and want more of that turn based combat. And so we, we, there are a lot of CRPGs that are kind of following in Divinity's footsteps, like. Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous was quite good. Uh, people really like that. We have Warhammer Rogue Trader coming, which is basically Divinity Original Sin, but Warhammer. Um, that's the first CRPG for Wait, for which Warhammer. is it Warhammer Fantasy or Warhammer Sci-Fi? Warhammer Fantasy. Okay. Well, Ro- Rogue Trader is also its own thing now, so I don't I don't really Oh, know. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, I thought a I had a grasp on it. I thought I had a grasp yeah. on it. So Is it like modern day uh, America? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's just, it's, it's one of those games that we, I feel like we don't really get super often anymore in the AAA space that are mm-hmm. just oozing with quality. And it's like, man, this like you feel the love and passion just put into this thing. And like I can't. Except we did though, Nick. We got Tears of the Kingdom this year. Yeah, two of them. This, this, this we got two yeah, of them. It's just been good. <laughs> it's been good. It's been a really good this, year. This year's been good for AAA releases, mostly. You yes. know, aside from some technical stuff, I think most games have been. I mean, a lot of the big releases have been single-player, content-heavy games. It is August, and I think this year has been great already. If this year stopped, I think this has been a great year for AAA. Yeah, and there's game. still stuff coming. Even I, I, we still got Starfield. We still got we still got don't, fucking don't count out Assassin's Creed. We got Spidey. Don't count out Sea of Stars. I think uh, I think Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars. I think Sea of Stars yeah. is going to be a big, big, big hit. Well, that's not AAA. I, it's not triple. It's not AAA. No. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be big and members. Maybe you'll get a little glimpse, a little documentary, documentary tomorrow for members. I was trying to be coy, and then you just said tomorrow. Well, I, I, I posted it on Twitter earlier, so. <laughs> oh, never mind. Yeah. That's fine. You can be coy. And then, um, yeah, Cyberpunk DLC. Like, Cyberpunk might get a second wave in just a few weeks, too, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going well, to play it. I might. You, like, you guys are selling me. Like, I'm, like I was... I would wanted to have Cyberpunk on my radar. Like I'll I'll try to carve out some time and do Cyberpunk. Maybe I'll just do Boulder's Gate. What about you got? You got to try it. You got to try both. Feel the stars. Well, I mean, I don't got to pay money for Starfield. I have Game Pass. Baldur, so like, so that's, that's one of the big things about Baldur's Gate Three that I think has really resonated with people is like Divinity Original Sin Two has a pretty long intro to like before you like kind of get into the meat of the game. Baldur's Gate Three kind of gets you in right away. There's like not a long tutorial process. You, you go through a little tutorial at the front, but it's action heavy and it's fun. And then you get into the game and then you're basically free to do what you want. And I think I think a lot of people are figuring out like why Larian game like Divinity Original Sin 1 and 2 are so popular with the CRPG communities. Because like it's I was kind of saying earlier, there's not a golden path to get to the end of the game. 
you make your own journey and you know ign article went up today about talking about saves coming because a lot of people are like oh i made the wrong choice like you got to go into that game being like i make this choice i gotta stick with it and just roll with yeah, it like and that's my story happen. yep and that's that's what people <laughs> that's why it's really fun because there's so much unexpected shit that happens in this game and with the immersive sim elements and everything like the game just kind of keeps wowing me where like i i had like a little thing i had to do where i needed to free this guy from this pile of rubble and so like there's so many different ways to do this one thing i could blow it up i could talk to somebody and then i get on my uh my friend's discord last night and we're talking about Baldur's gate 3 and i was like and he tells me about this whole other way to do it and i'm like huh i didn't even think about that and it like that and there's still like more ways that you can do this one thing and so but so like what happened for me is like i i tried it one way i left to go get what i needed i came back and then it just progressed forward like he was free he was dead now and everybody was in this area is just gone because they left because they opened up you said he was free he was dead yeah he's free and dead yep (laughs) (laughs) i feel like saying he was free like yeah. that has the connotation that he's not dead. I mean, <laughs> he was like dying of poison and then he, free, free of life. He was yeah, free of life. <laughs> Fucking sign me up. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, like that's it, really crazy though, because it because because I have I have yet to see uh, any sort of uh, feedback about bumping up against the walls because like it's a video game. It's a it's a it's dots and dashes, right? It's Moore's code brought to life so like Someone, there has to be some sort of wall somewhere but it seems like larian has like beaten pretty much everybody to the punch like whatever you could think of they've already beaten you to it from what it sounds i i think i may have stolen this from someone in the discord they said playing it feels like what you guys must feel like having jack as a dm that he's fucking down to clown and he's down to do anything like this is like a rare game that is fucking down to clown like that, like that sounds so exciting, and and that's yeah. the sort of thing that really makes me like, all right, well, maybe I'll try it out because I want to push those boundaries. I want to see what it'll let me get away with yeah. in a world like that. Yeah, and it, I'm always going to bang the Tears of Kingdom drum, but Zelda is similar in that in that vein. Yeah, Zelda, Zelda does it in a gameplay sense, like Baldur's Gate does it in a story sense, which to me is yeah. more impressive. Yeah, yeah, which is impressive. Yeah, like it, that's a whole different bag of worms. So I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm not worried about Starfield sales or anything. I am worried about like how archaic Starfield might feel now <laughs> going back. It's so funny. So uh, this is all sort of part of the sub conversation. Uh, fat cock, ten dollar dono. I didn't just yell. Fat that's fat cock's <laughs> thing. Uh, I feel hype is a major contributor when it comes to the fall of a game like No Man's Sky, for example, was super hyped. So when it launched, everyone lost their mind when it didn't measure up to the hype. Whereas I feel like Baldur's Gate three, it had. It had like the people who well, it was like, if you know, you know, and the people following it and everything. But it feels like it, it, it you can even see from from SEO and through search traffic. It wasn't like until pretty recently that shit started to really tick up. And mm-hmm. then in like the last month or so, it was like, oh, this game is on everyone's radar, which feels so different than a thing like Starfield, which has been since it was revealed in 2018. It was like, oh, this is it. This is the next Bethesda game. This is on everyone's radar. And that was three years ago. Um, or five years ago, man, I am not good at math. That was five, <laughs> that was five years ago. Um, and so it, it's kind of like that thing in Watchmen where I was convinced Baldur's Gate moved forward a month, and I was like, This is to get out of Starfield Shadow. And now I'm like, Is this the opposite? Like, this, is Starfield <laughs> now like, fucking thank you, but now it's like, shit, like, do we have to, we have to go in the shadow of this? Like, 
Starfield's yeah, got a lot to live up to now. They're yeah, very different already. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I think they're two very different audiences. Uh, maybe not anymore, but uh, moving moving the game forward, I think was the best best choice to make sure they had the spotlight on their marketing cycle and everything. I agree. And early access meant that it wasn't one of my big worries was going to be, are you going to move it forward? Is this game going to be a fucking mess for the next month? It seems like it's not. No, um, no. And also like which is cool. the, I think the big part about early access too, is like they didn't release the whole game in early access. You had access to act one. They kept building the rest of the game behind the scenes. They kept updating act one a little bit doing, you know, releasing little tidbits of content to kind of wet people's appetite. But yeah, like the, the, majority of the game was hidden behind you know the paywall of, of not being in early access so you should have called it early act once <laughs> but yeah no i mean I, I i can't recommend trying but at least try Baldur's gate 3 like y- you can you can buy it and try it for two hours and you'll get enough into the game to decide whether you like it or not and if you don't like it you know refund it but Lar- Lar- larian is like 100 percent a developer we're supporting and have you played with a controller at all uh, no, I'm not but, saying this because so the boy thing. I, I'm playing this. Yeah, it's coming saw, out on PlayStation soon. Um, I saw on your stream that you said like it completely changes the game. So playing on a controller, like you still can get the the tactical top down view. Um, even on PC, you can play it in, like in that third person mode and just hold the mouse trigger down and and walk around the world like that. Um, so it, yeah, it's not it's not a completely different game on console. It won't be a completely different game on console. Um, but Div- Divinity, like, but like the interface changes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a radio it, wheel. Yeah, Divinity Original Sin Two worked fine on console. I don't really remember people complaining about it. And Larian's already said they're gonna keep adjusting it as needed. So, do you think yeah, this will it just be? Just reminded me that this isn't like a, a console first sort of game. This isn't like I mean, a Final Fantasy or something. Yeah, like or it's, it's not even coming out on. Uh, xbox series yet because of uh hang-ups with s right they're so they gotta, yeah. they gotta get split screen working on s so it's uh yeah it's a technical hurdle for them to figure out what if we just don't what if we just say s doesn't have split screen mm-hmm. that, xbox, that's kind of all microsoft xbox, yeah, like, xbox said, like you gotta they do can't it. put a game out if it doesn't have feature parity between the two versions yeah yeah so i, f- I feel like give them an exception i knew at a certain point this s thing would end up being uh like Oh shit! What do we do? Like we've made something that is fine on the X, but is a little crickety on the S, and it feels like this might be the first game. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, um, would that be you... a bad thing if they just went like, "Hey, for this one, it's fine." <laughs> that <laughs> like, was the floodgates, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think. I like think, Call of Duty. Like, would people the, be uh... mad? Like, would people be like, "No, I wanted my S to to have all the things." I think Jay Learn in the Probably. chat is very salty about Boulder Gate Three for some reason. <laughs> Oh, that's fine. J, J, J Law, <laughs> fucking Jennifer Lawrence. You did great this year. And everyone, that Hot Ones clip before the strike went went viral. So, <laughs> J Law, you're doing fine. Um, do you think this game will be obviously not as big because of the install base? Like, do you think this will be a big fucking PlayStation game? Like, the pre the is shot through the roof. Analysts are saying it's going to be huge now. What if this sells more on PlayStation than PS, than uh, Final Fantasy did? Yeah, I, I could believe it, honestly. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I can believe it. Oh no. Um I guess this game is also interesting in the uh the the, the post Final Fantasy sixteen conversation of the general populace doesn't want turn based RPGs. And we could just add this to the pile of See, like, like to me, Baldur's that's not true. Baldur's, I mean Baldur's Gate is a, a turn based RPG, but I mean like the combat is so dynamic, it's not just 
click an item on a menu option and watch watch it play out like well, it it's because it's not turn based it's it's tactics it's no it's turn based uh but it's it's also it? tactics yeah it's also like i was talking about like um whatchamacallit midnight suns i think if midnight suns like had this combat system that game would have exploded and then when it didn't and everything is like on the same plane there's no there's no verticality there's no thinking behind it really it i think that's why it got everybody got i know i got bored of it real quick like divinity original sin changed how i looked at turn-based combat and got me into turn-based combat games and when games don't do like divinity style combat in turn-based like i get bored very quickly mm-hmm. it's the it's the it's the systems driven part that makes valerian games so unique in their turn-based combat like you know putting having different materials so you know like our beginners tips video talks about like putting grease on the ground and then you can light it on fire or you can put water on the ground and electrocute people I or poison people loved editing i i did a quick copy <laughs> edit of that script and i loved it so much because in the D game uh, I played with some pals during COVID over Zoom mm-hmm. uh, before Zoom st- started to steal your identity. Um, we would we became so obsessed with greasing one character up. <laughs> like any encounter we had, we'd be like, okay, beforehand, we got to grease this dude up. <laughs> 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 it'd be like, it would be like, there's a, there's a, a strange looking chest that may be a MIG. Well, I'll grease this dude up. I'm sure this, yeah, that, this will work. Worst case scenario, we'll set him on fire and everything will be fine. Like, yeah, the, wow. I mean, the, the, the combat, the combat's creative. I mean, like uh, another example, I, you know, into like that immersive sim mindset is like, there's a mission where you're kind of tasked with taking out like three leaders and it's very much immersive semi where I could just start a fight with them and kill them all right there. If, if I think I can overpower it or I can go through dialogue mm-hmm. options, lead one of them to a back room to, you know, inspect my eye for the tadpole in my head. And then uh, sex thing? Uh, you'll have to play to find out. So how many, ba- how many babies have you made? Uh, zero, like zero. How many loves have you created? Zero so far. Can, can you make babies in that case? No, you can't. I mean, making babies in like uh, the biblical sense. Anyways, getting back to what I was talking about, you, I led them into the room and then I use a, <laughs> a, a power to basically command them to come close to me. And then I froze them in time there, came around their back and then just shoved them into an abyss. And that's how I sold and, and killed them. And then nobody in the camp, the goblin camp, knew what I did. I got away with it. <laughs> was this the same goblin camp? Apparently you could get a uh, one of those big, big bear owls as a pet. Owl bears? Uh, oh, yeah. I have to go back to the owl bear camp. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, go, yeah. I didn't do the owl bear thing. <laughs> yeah, you get owl bear. That's all, true. You can name him an owl yeah, bear. I saw on the trailer owl you get owl bears to follow you around. Owl bear <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, so that like that was one way I took them out. I had to go get the other ones. So like I stealthily like convinced these two guys to follow me and I pushed them around the abyss and everything. And then I set up like a, I, I set up like a, yeah, I don't know. This goblin camp just had big cave abyss with a spider at the bottom that you could throw people into and the spider would kill them. Nick plus <laughs> abyss equals heart. Yes. <laughs> and you're playing, you still playing a paladin? Uh, Yeah. And then I just started a co-op playthrough with my friends last night, and I am a uh, 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 dark urge, <laughs> dark urge dark warlock. Urge. Yeah, there's a there's a oh. character that's just like he's a bad guy, and he just he likes to murder people. <laughs> Apparently, every, every, everybody well, everybody that. said his storyline is really good. So I'm like, I gotta check this out. <laughs> sure. Um, during that conversation, I didn't wanna I didn't wanna stop it. You were cooking. Yeah. Gray Lane, one hundred dollars. Oh, wait. Happy Thursday. 
<laughs> and then immediately, oh god, it's Wednesday. <laughs> so, Elaine, thank you so much for the donation. Also, come back to everything all right at home. Is everything all right at home? <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping everything's fine. Um, oh wow. So yeah, like I said, go go try Baldur's Gate three. It's it's really good. Uh, Jay Jay Learn in chat says everything takes too long. Well, just you're not patient. Go play Call of Duty. Wow, boom. Or go play Pokemon mm-hmm. Violet, where you can do everything in two. Don't play seconds. Pokemon Violet. Play something better. Play the first. Uh, play the first ninety <laughs> minutes of uh, and four, where it's just talking to right. various cosmonauts. <laughs> um, Pikmin four, great game. Uh, that uh, Baldur's Gate isn't the only game to come out this week, though. Um, we got a pair. We got a pair of uh, other interesting games. And Casey, I want to start with one uh, that you just reviewed. Your 3MR is up. Uh, it's a game a lot of folks have been curious about since uh, a couple showings at a couple showcases. Uh, it is uh, Atlas Fallen. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, Atlas Fallen. Uh, it's kind of kind of uh, dark horse type. Because like like I don't think anyone was really paying attention to it. Like I saw the trailer for it. it was like, how come this is the first I've heard of this? Yeah, but it's a uh, it's um deck deck 13 they made the deck surge. 13 uh, not being used a deck nine Different yeah decks. or team 17 or whatever these numbered people <laughs> but uh they they are the group that made the first lords of the fallen and not second. the new one that's coming out but they made the original no, one and, and then surge. went on to make the surge yeah. and the surge 2 which are all souls like games uh but surprisingly this is not another one of those like this this is a uh it's a pseudo open world like action adventure game with like Devil May Cry Bayonetta esque combat, like a really big, deep like skill tree and like different uh, like it's an RPG in a sense that you can collect like armor and you like you upgrade your stuff. But like it's a lot of that stuff is very simplified and it's just the it gives you like a big playground to do like a lot of like action uh, set pieces and platforming stuff. So you just run around this world is all uh degraded and it's being like the life is being sucked out of it by like these gods that um are treating the people badly and you're one of those people and you find this magic gauntlet that happens to be pseudo spoilers here but happens to be like a rival to the bad god and so that that gauntlet is essentially telling you like hey go find all this other stuff to get yourself powerful enough to go fight that god and so like the the setup and the the story that that game tells is pretty bad like it has really boring characters mm-hmm. uh the voice acting is not great oh god I, I put um, a few hours in the game the dialogue is fucking yeah awful. it's yeah it's pretty oh, bad i wanted to turn it off <laughs> uh but like but the overarching motivation like uh like i got drawn in immediately because they very quickly give you uh, a bunch of like uh navigation tools like you you can run you can jump and double jump you can air dash and um the the land is like split in a lot of sections with like kind of big wide open expanses filled with sand that lets you like sand slide so like you're uh, think think sonic right where mm-hmm. you're just moving really really quick across like, always planes sonic, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like the like the best and probably the only good part in most sonic games is like when you can just run really fast like it <laughs> feels sort of like that where you're just gliding yeah. real quick around sand and stuff and then um just regular platforming like they have like you know like uh ruined structures or like uh big castles and buildings and whatnot and you can like jump across that stuff they have like little collectibles here and there stuff that you can just sell for money and like i very much got um the same feeling i got with crackdown one 
where it's like these orbs are everywhere and it's just so fun to jump and reach all this stuff that i can see just off in the distance so i was spending a lot of time just doing that because it feels really really good to just move in atlas fallen yeah point a to point b like if you can nail how that feels that does a lot of the heavy lifting in your game in my mind yeah so um but the the main thing like the game's main draw is its combat system which like if you look at it like it looks really really flashy and like complicated and, and awesome in all honesty um but it in practice it feels a lot slower but that's actually a good thing because like a lot of stuff does actually take place during combat um it's it's simple on one hand because you're you're only ever using two different attacks like you have like a primary attack and a secondary attack and you only have three weapons to choose from and those three weapons have different attack uh moves attached to them depending on where you slot it as either your primary or secondary um and uh, essentially, as you're fighting stuff, you build up what's called a momentum gauge. And uh, as your momentum gauge crosses, like it's broken up into three tiers, as it crosses into each tier, you get access to specific active abilities, as well as three passive abilities that you're slotting um, into uh, like a, a bar. Like you, you pick what you have access to and they give you tons and tons of options. Like you're finding stuff all the time, you're crafting stuff to get more options. But um, once you're at like the second or highest tier, you do more damage, but you also take more damage. So like they they paint it as this like high risk, high reward situation where like, oh, I'm I'm doing a ton more damage over time, but I have to be more careful and make sure I'm either dodging or parrying because like one hit can like wipe most of the health bar. Yeah, that um, push so, and pull felt really interesting and kind of unique in terms of big yeah, like fighter I, action combat. And like there are things you can do to uh like they, they spend a lot of time just giving you tons and tons of options. Like the stuff you can slot into those tier lists um, can help you either maximize how much momentum you gain like over the course of a fight or how much health you retain or like how, how much healing you can dole out or like there are ways to just pump your damage. Like if you really just want to be like, all right, give me as much momentum and as much damage as possible so I can try to, try to end fights before I get hit and killed. Like you can do that or you can go in the opposite way where it's like, all right, so I'm going to, I'm going to, cast all these fields of healing and I'm going to do attacks that give me healing when I hit like that do like life drain or I'm going to do uh, I'll get health back when I parry successfully like you can just make yourself like this sort of rejuvenating thing the better you play and like it's, it's just really fun to experiment and see like what works in the different encounters because uh, there are a good number of bosses like uh, they're all some sort of like kind of weird crustacean-y type things like you got you fight like big ass crabs or, like big scorpions or whatever um but they they're at least a little recognizable in terms of um their attack patterns like they do slightly different things but every time you come across one they fight the same way so like that that does start to get stale and they only mix it up by throwing multiple of them at you at a time like all right so now this is two scorpions or this is a scorpion and a gorilla thing this is a big crab and a scorpion and a bird thing so it's like you you end up fighting these things in waves but you get so powerful with all the stuff that you're collecting and the min maxing that you're doing that it's fun to just experiment with what you can do in all those different scenarios. Like that, that took me all the way through the end and it's not a super long game either. It's yeah. like under 15 hours. You can beat it. I feel like this, uh, I feel like this game might be a, like a reboot of a project because they released key art for like an investor thing year, like four years, three or four years ago now, maybe five even, um, that like showcase like a, mechanical looking like dinosaur dragon kind of thing looked really cool 
And this this game does not feel like that at all. And it feels like very <laughs> scaled back, especially with like yeah. the lack of enemy variety. So I feel like that mm. uh, that project either got shelved or canceled along the way. And this is kind of what a, came from it in like a two year project. Um, so it definitely feels scaled back quite a bit. It also, yeah, especially from the surge, like especially where, from like the surge too, like in how intricate those bosses were and detailed and everything. Like this project almost felt like a little bit of a step back for them. You, you can feel where they're kind of, I want all cut corners, but like saving. You sound like a, cho- sound like a choppy robot. Yeah. Was that just me? It, no, no. It's, it's, yeah. Casey's internet's been goofing a little bit. <laughs> Damn. You made fun of your internet. Do I still sound weird? No, you okay, sound now. fine now. Just know that you felt like a choppy robot for yeah. a little bit. You're, you're ban- you're, do you have something downloading in the background? Your band was going to... No. Uh, yeah, your band was going in and out. You got bit. so excited about, about uh, <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. That you were like, I got to get a little bit of this. No, you're fine now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what... Like, I'm literally doing nothing other than this right now. <laughs> no, you. I bet yo, I bet someone's, someone's trying to steal your internet. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, and Daniel Placeholder, while Casey's figuring that out, uh, yes, Baldur's Gate 3 is an XEP episode for members. Oh, I was going to say Yahtzee died, but oh, yeah. that's nice that you answered the question. Okay. Um, that was that was nice of you. No, he couldn't I die. Feel we, got, like, we got season side quest three funded. So, uh, oh yeah, that's right, he didn't die. <laughs> um, I feel like Casey, this game would have gotten like Remnant felt like people were talking about it like the week it came out. It felt like it had some. Hmm momentum you got it on cp this week um it feels like this game it very much unfortunately launched in the shadow of Baldur's gate 3 not because they have anything in common but just because that's where the eye of sauron was this week and so like the embargo went up today and everyone's reviews went up and your review went up and i just feel like everyone was still talking about like i had sex with a bear in (laughs) Baldur's gate yeah that's a pretty rough position to be in yeah like you don't you don't get like a a tears of the kingdom level uh or elden ring level success story every year and like unless they're just you're in gorilla the games and try to launch a horizon this, game. yeah unless you're gorilla <laughs> games uh but also this moved like originally if Baldur's gate didn't move forward i think this would have been a really great spot for it and i think a lot of people would have been like man i don't have anything to play until armored core at the end of the month and see a stars and, and starfield and Baldur's gate and be like hey this game's pretty cool everyone check it out um, but it, yeah, was, was unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it is pretty like, it's, it doesn't feel like a triple a title. Like this very much feels like a double a, uh, mm-hmm. experience. Um, like it's priced at, uh, 49 99, which is like 50 bucks, which is like just under that, that tier. So like, yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it it's just caught in the shadow. It's unfortunately it seems like, I think, yeah, I think it'll be a big sale game when, when, when things go on sale, people will pick it up then. Yeah, by by November when it inevitably is like twenty bucks, or, probably. Or, yeah, um, or it's gonna go to Game Pass before too long. Feel like this feels like a game that could have launched. It should have launched on Game Pass. This feels like this could have been a nice old GP. I said about every game though, because I don't want to pay for anything. <laughs> I mean, it's a you hear about the new Mario world. game? What if it launched on Game Pass? <laughs> uh, what if? Imagine. But seriously, what if it did? Um, so yeah, there you go. Atlas Fallen available tomorrow. Today now out now Today? now yeah yeah question mark um so yeah i i, I dumped uh casey's review in there so um check that out and i'm sure we'll have, we'll have more coverage of that going forward um and then the uh other uh pretty notable game obviously a uh, smaller budget and scale uh nick you played did you finish yep. or you just played i finished it 
you played and finished uh, Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, which um, is uh, exactly what it sounds like. It is a, a visual novel, I guess RPG, if you want to call it that. Um, but it is it is a musical, and it is uh, behind some of the creative force of the, the creators and writer of uh, the Dragon Age series and Knights of the Old Republic, former Bioware, David Gator. So what did you think of Stray Gods? Did you, did you play and finish it? I did not. I've been playing Shadow of the Colossus from 2005 and The Legend of Zelda Oracle of the Seasons from 2001, and I've been watching The X-Files from 1994. I've been really sad afterwards, and I've just been doing, I've just been doing that, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, yeah, so uh, this so yeah. this is a game that I've been interested in. I had no idea like if I was going to like it or not. Um, so I'll preface this by saying this is very much not <laughs> a game game. It's, it is yeah very much more... Uh, a visual novel type game, but it, it charmed me. Like it really did. Like I, I started it and I finished it over two nights. It's not that long. It's, you know, four or five hours, maybe at most six hours. Um, but the, the music, like I'm not in the musicals and I'm, I'm not in any of that stuff, but like maybe it's just Laura Bailey's voice, like just completely won me over because like there's an opening song that's just really fucking good. And I was like, I kind of want more of this. Like I want, I want to see where this goes. And like the story gets going right away. There's not like a long intro interlude or anything like you're, you're into it. You start making choices right away. There's all the characters are well-voiced. And I think that's kind of like what really kept me into it. It's just, everybody's well-voiced. The writing is good. Uh, the story is fun. It's intri- like there's, the choices aren't really black or white choices or anything like that. They're very much um, maybe a little bit too simplified. Cause there's like very much like a peaceful, uh, a scandalous or aggressive option and they make that pretty clear with you know the different color scheme and everything so like it really just depends on how you want to role play her as a character the main character um mm-hmm. but yeah like the, i don't know the visuals and like the the story and the writing everything kind of just kept me intrigued for the whole time i played it and the the one really unique thing about it is the musical score adapts to the choices that you make so mm-hmm. as a song is playing like the big crescendo moments the battles as you might say it or like when the songs come in and you can kind of adjust how the lyrics are going to go based on your choices so you might start off as like peaceful and like the song is you know kind of calm and then you might go into like a, a more aggressive option and the song changes to be more aggressive with the lyrics and the music and it all flows together really well like you can you can feel the change but it's not like jarring or anything like that it really it really mm-hmm. works it just keeps you into it and it's fun um so i don't know like i guess you know i don't think it costs that much was it 20 dollars um i think so yeah yeah i mean if you want to experience mm. something different and you just want a good story and like good music like that i do want those things yeah it's no uh, we don't know how much it is oh we don't it's no and the game doesn't come out until tomorrow and in Elise's review, I did so much searching for how much it is in none of the press <laughs> releases or anything, and I assume it's twenty. I just I, it feels like a I game that's going to yeah, be. 20 I can't imagine it being more than twenty dollars. I forgot about that. I did so, so unless much. Unless they like, paid a shit like ton of money for the Columbo. <laughs> Maybe it's twenty five because um, they paid so much money for talent. But yeah, so it's um, John Blay asked earlier about the music. Austin Wintery um handled the the score and the arrangement who's uh, known for journey and he's done assassin's creed soundtracks but journey like to me that is dollars the donuts the best um yeah. it's very, very one of the best game soundtrack, soundtrack for him but yeah laura laura bailey yeah, yeah. um Troy Troy baker. baker uh who plays ellie uh 
uh, Ashley, Johnson. Ashley Johnson's in it. Yeah, they, yeah. Ooh, all the all the heavy hitters. Oh yeah, a bunch yeah. of heavy hitters and everyone involved in the Last of Us Part Two, including like <laughs> including like people from Broadway are in it too. So yeah, yeah. Um, um, and yeah, it's like I said, it's it's uh, David Gator, the who was one of the leads at Bioware on uh, Dragon Age and uh, Knights of the Republic, left, formed a studio, and just this is his passion project. And so, um, very cool. I'm I'm very excited, and I think it's on everything. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah this is yes exclusive this is also uh interestingly one of the last projects funded by fig if you remember that crowdfunding like, platform yeah which actually which actually like quietly shut down like a couple months ago now <laughs> so oh no yeah also you know what's really cool you go to the stray gods page it's, you scroll down past the key art past the platforms the most engaging narrative based game i've ever come across the escapist may 2023 wow that was a little Damien joint. That was a little Australian love right there. Hey. Yeah, it's um, Damien, you father. Yeah, like like I said, don't don't go into it expecting like a Dragon Age RPG or anything like that. It's you, you. There's not even like there's not even like scenes where you get to move the character. It's all dialogue and choice based. But um, Nick, it is by the creator oh, of Dragon Age. They, they shouldn't. They. I mean, God, I wish they didn't market that because it probably set the wrong expectations. And there's gonna be a lot of people like, what the fuck is this? But it's. Yeah, it's different. Go go give it a try. It's I, I really oh, like it's it. It's got a very good intrigued. voice cast. Yeah. It's even got Merle Dandridge, more Last of Us. It's got everyone from The Last yeah, of Us. Yeah, pretty much. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those games that like I did not, <laughs> I would not have played, but the trailers constantly intrigued me. And I was like, eh, no, just give it a shot. And then it, it sucked me in. Then let me go. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to play it. Also, someone mentioned, I think it was Quintuple. Shout out to Nick's broad palette. Nick, shout out to your broad palette. Yeah, I do like to play a lot of different things. I don't know. It keeps me keeps me uh fresh it does yeah because if you're just in your comfort zone you'd be acog all night <laughs> that's the funny thing is like i hardly play shooters anymore aside from siege yeah and you're pretty bad Good. at them too we saw from halo oh wow <laughs> we went in different directions there we were not on the same page i thought we were gonna good cop bad cop but we both weird cop them <laughs> i'm gonna pretend you didn't say that are you going to play the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Nick? Uh, I mean, we're definitely going to do it for game night. <laughs> it's going to be yeah, fun. I'm just, oh, I'm just curious. Do we have to? I mean, it's not a single player. Yeah, it's, we have to. Another a, Dead by Daylight? It's not a, it's, you don't have to be it's there. Broaden your palettes like Nick. How am I telling <laughs> you to be more like Nick? What is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? All right, fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not. Oh, a, I'm not here this weekend. There's not a. There's not <laughs> it's a, not this weekend. It's next weekend. Embargo's not this weekend. Ah, fooled. Uh, there's not a single player campaign in it. So, you know, I'll, I'll try it for sure. But. I've liked what I've seen from the previews. Previews were pretty really positive on it. And so were the beta access players. Casey, do you want to be Leatherface or do you want to play <laughs> one of the teenagers? Or maybe the other members Passed. of the family. Matthew McConaughey <laughs> was in one of the movies. Pass. You don't want to be Matthew by McConaughey? I almost no. said Matthew by daylight. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, what is the time? This episode was going so <laughs> <laughs> got by Gaslight. Matthew by daylight. Um, have you guys uh, been playing anything else? Casey, you've been playing anything else? Watching anything else? Uh, can we not talk about what's the name? You can tell me whatever you want. 30, 30XX, no? No, uh, it's out in early uh, access today, I believe. You mean 1.0? It's right? It's going 1.0. Yeah, fuck it. Talk, <laughs> talk about whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, August, August 9th. That's today. Uh, yeah, uh, so uh, 30XX, if nobody knows, is a sequel to 20XX, which is like a... Uh, like a, a love letter to the Mega Man X series, but as a roguelite. Um, and it's really good. Like they had uh, the first game, which Jesse and I actually played um, for Hidden Gems uh, a while back. 
the first game had um an art style that's that was kind of reminiscent of like old uh what do you call it? like do you remember like like what neopets <laughs> used to look like i do yeah is that what it originally looked like like kind like that's the feel i got like it didn't look like neopets <laughs> but like is that feel like the sort of like very like bright cheery like art palette but that was what the levels and the character models were and like they've moved away from that with 30xx and now it's like hardcore pixel art yeah and like it it looks so much better and it fits the mood so much better and like i don't know if the controls are actually different but it just feels right that sure. it, it has that aesthetic now and like you get to play with two characters one uh nina who is essentially mega man she has a, a arm cannon and then uh ace who is essentially zero has like a, a buster sword and like they have slightly different um generated uh levels and the platform challenges are like really challenging really fun uh the enemy placement um fe- like it, it feels just like Mega Man X but in such a way that like it's replayable you can just keep playing Mega Man X like forever um uh, it, it throws in uh the roguelite staples like getting a bunch of power-ups and stuff um I haven't found like any super interesting power-ups in my time so far but it do they do have like modifiers for them like you get these things called um cores uh, and it's like hollow knight where you can like slot them into like your available power level so like you can have on or off certain abilities and it'll be things like uh i can make my shots like three times as big so like they take up a lot more screen real estate or i can um i can forego having a charge shot which is a Mega Man x staple and just have like a chain gun for my oh, cool. like basic attack and like and that will just rip to shred certain enemies because you just have sustained high uh dps on them and stuff you so can like, like swap it, out those loads at like save points or whatever like hubs well going into a level no the the core stuff you can swap whenever oh okay yeah so just like hollow knight you can well no hollow knight you had to do that hollow knight, you kind of have to like be yeah, on yeah. a bench or whatever so yeah, like, in yeah. this you can you can do it whenever so you can just turn on and off like whatever you want to, to fit the scenario you're in but like it's pretty fast paced you don't necessarily need to stop and think a ton mm-hmm. but you know if you're playing and you're like oh i don't really like this like you can just stop where you are and like switch around the things and like so you're you're having a bit of a better time because it's, it's randomized like a roguelike tends to be and you might sometimes get bad drops and whatnot and you might not like the power-ups you get mm-hmm. uh, but it's fun the boss fights um the, the boss fights vary like uh, like i like their designs but like oftentimes like they don't feel very different from one another Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and like a lot of roguelites, it'll it depends on like kind of what you go into them with. Like if I okay, if I have like a very overpowered kit, then like this boss will be cake. Or if if I have a very specific kit, like this particular boss just doesn't get hit by like most of the stuff I'm shooting out, and like it turns to like a big uh, frustration. But uh, overall, like it's it's a lot of fun, and like there's a lot of like secret stuff in there, um, and it's just like a lot of content because like it's endlessly replayable. Mm-hmm. So like I I'm having a great time with it. Like it's a thing that I can just pop on and just play as like comfort. Sounds like uh Capcom won't do 2D 2D Mega Man, so <laughs> someone else has to. Uh, yeah, they they I like this is a good direct. Like if Capcom yeah, had done yeah. this, like it would have been really cool. And it kind of did. Like that Mega Man X dive thing, which was a gotcha game, was kind of like this. Yeah. But but gotcha. Yeah. It yeah. was gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paul, I agree with you. Just give me legends. I just want more Mega Man Legends. What a game. <laughs> Uh, cool. So that's uh, 30xx out right now. Um, Casey might have a review on it. Nick, should Casey have a review on it? Uh, yeah, or hidden gems or whatever. 
Those are two very different. Quest log. Yeah, maybe, very, maybe, a quest, maybe, maybe a quest log video <laughs> make more sense now that it's out already. All right, let me know. I could I could throw a thing together. There you go. We'll figure it out. Uh, Nick, you been playing anything else? Uh, I have gone back to Halo Infinite, which I am finally glad to say. You just said you don't play shooters anymore. What yeah, happened? Did you say that? Was, uh, I'm playing two right now, so I guess I lied. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've gone back. I've gone back to Halo Infinite, which is finally, I think, in a really good spot. Um, they're releasing maps like crazy. The community has really been building out a lot of the classic maps in Forge, and honest to God, I could not tell you that they were made by Forge makers. Like they look official, oh. and three four three does help get them ready to actually put them in matchmaking playlists. So there's a matchmaking playlist now called squad battle. And I've been like playing on Valhalla and like a bunch of the halo classic halo three maps and halo two maps. And Oh my, I am having a blast. It is finally in a spot where I'm like, I love all these maps. The player base is really coming to show up finally. And it turns out like old halo is very good. Halo and three, four, three seems under the current team at 343 seems to get that and is like let's support that and really pump out the content uh, yeah so while we might not be getting more story stuff from halo infinite i think if they i think they're kind of the way i feel this is going is like halo infinite's gonna be the multiplayer multiplayer platform for halo going forward which is smart uh and then you know whatever they do for campaign wise or new is going to be whatever Halo looks like going forward, which I'm totally for. Yeah. Like, just leave treat treat Infinite like Warzone almost. Yeah, or? just leave it as the free to play multiplayer platform, and then go make premium Halo experiences. But that, that's that's great that they're getting their heads around the multiplayer thing. But it's really sad because the Infinite single player was fun as hell. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's fun. So like, I hope they carry through like what they made here into the next Halo games. Yeah. Um, just you know maybe they need a separate studio on the single player stuff and have you know 343 continue to focus on multiplayer but i don't know like whatever i think it really does feel like the leadership at 343 was the problem because things are moving very quickly like i'm shocked at the amount of updates coming out for infinite right now i feel like i'm hearing about a new map or something added to halo infinite like every two weeks yeah um so yeah it's uh yeah i'm having a good time with it the other game i'm playing uh is very early access uh, but I think is going to be a major hit once it's done is uh, SCP 5k. So uh, uh, the spookster game. Yeah. This is a, uh, if you've heard of ready or not, it's I mean, one say I have to answer my door really quick. I have to let someone in. I'll be right back. Keep going. Please talk. Uh, so okay, I've, <laughs> it's by Marty. Uh, yeah, I've been playing SCP 5k, which is like basically like horror ready or not. It's a tactical shooter set in the SCP universe. One second too. I got to shut my door because my dogs are scratching around. And you got. <laughs> All right, Nick is gone. Marty's gone. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a horror tactical shooter uh, set in the SCP universe, and basically, like you're there's only like one real mission in the game right now, but it's like it's a long mission. It takes like an hour and a half to complete, um, and it kind it of long for one mission. This is multiplayer thing, right? Like you yeah, go yeah, in with yeah. a squad. It's multiplayer. Yep, um, and. Yeah, the mission is like really well designed. Like you, you kind of need to go around and like they give you a bunch of different objectives to do from like section to section to section. The map is called Area Twelve, so you're trying to get down to this area and contain something that's down there. And so like the way the level is designed, it, it ramps up the tension more and more and more as the deeper you go. And so you know, like a lot of like Left 4 Dead and all that, the tension comes from like kind of the the randomness of the waves and all that. This mm-hmm. this kind of has that, but more objective based gameplay, and I really I really like it. Like you, 
um, if you remember GTFO, it's kind of like that. So yes. finding finding codes to unlock doors, there's like puzzles to solve and all that. And it's very early, but like what's there is actually really good so far. Um, and so like we we just come like the mission's really hard to complete. We just completed it the other night. Um, and like the end of the mission is just this mad rush to extract. And it is it was one of the most like intense firefight experiences I've had in a while in a game. It was really fun. Um, so I'm really excited that to sounds, see. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how this one develops because like all the mechanics are there. They just need to add more content, like the content, right? Yeah, they yeah. need to fill okay. out the content and they need to, you know, make the, the mechanics or puzzles and all that a bit more intricate. So it's not just typing a code into a key panel on a door. But I mean, like one of them, one of them, one of the mechanics is, uh, there's like this digital apparition that's like tracking you down. And like, I think I, I still don't know if it's like the actual mechanic or not. We, we don't know like, we figured it out to beat it obviously, but like, there's all these TV screens throughout this entire place. Like you're in a broadcast center. So there's screens Mm -hmm. everywhere and the thing seems to move through the screens. And so if you look at the screens, then you're basically in trouble. So like my strategy was like basically look at the ground, look up quick, make sure I'm not in trouble and keep moving. And it was like, it was really intense and we didn't know what to do and we figured it out, but it was like, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, so the other, the other part too is like, um, it's not as hardcore as like GTFO. There's respawning as long as somebody's alive, then you can respawn. So that made it more fun okay. too, um, more accessible. I think than a lot of these really hardcore. Yeah, I think that'll help it stuff. find a bigger audience think, too. Yeah, um, I think it's it's its premise is really strong too. Like just the idea that it's a group of people having to deal with like weird creepypasta SCP stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. just sounds really fun. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping. I mean, like. Like I said, what's there is really solid. So um, obviously they need to work on creature designs and animations for like the creatures and stuff like that. But um, there's a lot of like, like uh, systems driven stuff too. Like, cause there's, there's the creatures and then there's also, I don't know what they're called, but like the SCP agents maybe or something like that, that are out to, to whoop your ass. And so like, sometimes you'll hear a gunfight off in the distance and you could just leave it alone and they'll take each other out. Um, so it's, it's, Got a lot more going on than just another Left 4 Dead. Like, I can't hear someone describe someone as out to whoop ass and not think of Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just thinking of like glass shattering and then this man in jorts comes down. But yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend. I mean, if you want to try it, I'd recommend picking it up. But it's very content light right now, so I'd wait for maybe another update or two before jumping in if it interests you. Nick, I have a question. What is it coming to console? You won't play it, so no. You don't know I won't play it. I, you don't it's know got what I guns. Play. I literally it. said what I play, and it's all games from the <laughs> yeah. fucking Bush administration. <laughs> uh, and the last game I'm playing is Pikmin Four. I feel like we've talked about Pikmin Four a lot. It's really good. I really like. I it. I want to hear you talk about Pikmin Four. It's really good, right? It's nice. Yeah, the the, the intro isn't too long. It's. Um, I also figured out that you can just click the start button and you can skip all the dialogue. So I am skipping every bit of dialogue there is in that game. Every cutscene is, is getting important skipped. To know what's happening? I don't give a shit. Honestly, for the first ninety minutes, no. For all of not. it, it, it doesn't is, matter. I don't care about the story at all. The, no, there is once you roll credits on the main game, you have a story reason to do post game end game stuff. I don't know what are the difference between those two are, but like the game's not over when the credits roll, and the reason why you continue doing stuff to me meant a lot okay well oh. i haven't played pikmin two or three so i don't give a shit i'm just there to collect the. you pikmin. will give a sh- do you like ochi I ochi do. is the dog no i just want to finish it i don't care 
not like the dog. I don't play, you I, are an owner I, I, I didn't, of two dogs. I didn't, play, t- like, I didn't play Tiny Kim for the story, and I'm not playing Pikmin for the story. Who's your favorite digital dog? Who's your favorite like video game dog? Uh, you have a favorite video game dog? Yeah, I, I, I put you guys on the spot. Sorry, I would have put this on the dog. Had <laughs> I know how many games have like, digital? Like dog. maybe fictional dog would have been an easier question. Sure, fictional dog. Give me any like, dog. I'm partial to Snoopy. Snoopy's cool. I don't know. <laughs> I almost said Didi. Who's is that? King Didi? Because he's not a dog. He's is that Dexter's sister? Oh, Dexter's laboratory. You went to Dexter's sister. I went to King Didi, and I'm like, neither of those are dogs. <laughs> Torgal's a nice dog. I do agree. Torgal's a nice dog. Nick, did you care about Torgal at all? I, I did care about Torgal. I was worried they were going to yeah. kill him. Yeah. Every time they fate, you think he's about that. He's fine. Those dogs are fine. <laughs> Spoilers. Seven lives. Uh, Clint Davis is no hard to love for anything. I love my two real dogs. No, that's good. There, you got there, so much there, love for real dogs. There was a game. There was a game with a dog that I cared about. I just don't remember what it was now. <laughs> uh, I finished. Oh, before we go on, fat cock, two dollar booty. Thank you so much. Hey. <laughs> uh, appreciate it. Um, I finished Shadow of the Colossus last night and that famously has a moment you the whole game is about a bond between you and your horse and like a dead dead wife or something <laughs> she's like over there on the pedestal yeah. but it's all about you and a horse and you have a really well spoiling it this really emotional moment with your horse at the end still incredibly effective to me um almost 20 years on and uh i'm gonna tell you guys that fumido ueda he makes three games over the course of two decades He's got three bangers, though. He's doing a third game. He's doing a fourth game with uh, funded by Epic. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that, that means. Just let but him cook. Let, it's fine. Let, let, exactly. Let Epic just fucking take that. Epic has to know what they're getting into, right? <laughs> like, Epic, you can't be giving that guy money and being like, you're going to make like a Fortnite-esque game. You know what he's doing. Yeah. It's going to be real sad. Um, we got enough money yeah. to throw around. It's just a tax write-off for them. <laughs> we yeah. funded this guy's weird, cool game. Give us tax break. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Also, John Lee said, how dare you not stream that, Marty? Literally streamed it last night. I don't know what you're talking about, John Lee. Several Rose people did. in the chat were there. So that's on you. That's fucking, that's right on you, John Lee. Um, have you guys played Shadow of the Classes? I played the remake. Yeah. Yeah, the remake. That's the, the, the also, first one. The first remaster, not the, this new okay. one. So you played the PS3 version when it got, yes. like, po- that Nico got ported. Yeah. Right. The, so the PS4 version 2018 was Bluepoint. That was Bluepoint's, like, first full remake. And then they would do... Um, Demon Souls, and now obviously their first party Sony Studio. I am so excited to see what Bluepoint does next because, like, man, that and Demon Souls, like, they haven't shown they know how to like create a new game, but like, hot diggity dog, are they good at tracing over old games? <laughs> yeah, they, they're really great at that. Like, so yeah. that's that's their next thing, right? They get to just do a thing. Like, is that what we know? No, I they, don't know. I mean, they yeah, probably do what Sony tells them to. Well, they 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 said they're working on their own IP f- for once. Okay, they did. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's so, cool. Yeah, um, I'm very curious. What if it's really, really bad? I mean, that would break suck your. Because then yeah, they get put back in like the remake mines, which I guess they're good <laughs> in the remake mines. Like, I mean, that's the thing about like the diamond mines. You're like, diamond mines are bad, but that's a real nice diamond. <laughs> At least we that's, know what we're doing here. I'm currently, that's what I learned from the hit film Blood Diamonds. I'm currently, currently digging uh, through Steam, looking for games that have dogs in it, so I can remember if I liked a dog in a game. Uh, did you ever play Haunting Ground that had a dog no. in it? You know what a game I did like with an animal? I liked my deer that I uh, commandeered in Wasteland 3 and it destroyed everybody. 
you commandeered it. Well, how do you commandeer a deer? <laughs> yeah, those words don't. That was, that's like that a, was a really. You can't commandeer <laughs> a living <laughs> look. I, that was a really unintentional pun, and I'm glad I did it. And fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was good. Ryan's dog in Revengeance was good. He wasn't a real. No, he dog, wasn't. He, that dog was dumb. You don't think he was good? <laughs> I okay. remember that dog. I don't get it. I, don't, right. I try not to get attached to my animals in games because, like, Red Dead taught me my horse will just run itself off a cliff, and there's nothing I can do about that, or a bear will eat it or something. Red Dead's good. <laughs> Red Dead Two Red, Red Dead had a we really know. yeah. Red Dead Two had a really good horse moment. See, that's what we need. We need to start the the show off by saying Red Dead One. What are you doing on Switch and PS4? <laughs> and then be like Red Dead Two. Man, do we not talk about Red Dead Two enough? We the collective we. Uh, we, we bring it back up every now and then. It's, so, like it's always we, happy memories. It's, it's, it's a, should we always should we be talking about that game more often? It's a game. I'm annoyed with myself with that game because I did the main story, but I didn't really explore the world. <laughs> Sounds oh, like I should have. That's a mistake. Yeah, you got to yeah. you got to stumble your you way, know, you stumble your game, way into the Red Dead One and be like, "Well, how did I end up here?" You know what game needed a dog in it? <laughs> Dead rights. Death Stranding. Oh, Death Stranding could have used the dog. Maybe there's a dog Would it be a dog thing. that went out with you or a dog that was like a puppy back no, home when, no, you a dog, a dog like that, that, when you went to your piss house? A dog that went <laughs> out with me and it gets its own suit with its own baby. And... Oh, could you imagine the dog grows throughout the game like Torgal? So like each time you go to a new area, the dog's a little bit bigger. Yeah. Like in the first area, you have him as your little baby thing. Should we hit up your good buddy Kojima and see if he's working? I'll, I'll tweet at him. He'll he'll uh I'll take my suggestion. Does Kojima like dogs? What's Kojima's things with dogs? Uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 had those wolves that, like, if you covered yourself in wolf piss. Yeah, but that was because <laughs> they, they belonged to Sniper Wolf. Yeah. So, so they were kind of like horny dogs. Didn't, like, kill you. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't think of any dogs I like in games because I hate the dogs in Dark Souls. So I, 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 Dark Souls are paying the ass. Dogs in Resi are paying the ass. Yeah, dogs, yeah. dogs kind of hurt There's you. There's a dog in Remnant 2. Yeah, like, one of the classes just has a dog. Yep. Yeah, Yahtzee was playing as him. I saw him post CP today. He was not thrilled with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got I got the the dog as my secondary class in that game. So like, yeah. like I had a different ability, and then I also had the ability to have the dog distract stuff. So like, it was very useful then. That's good. But if that was my only ability, I probably would have also been pissed because <laughs> like, yeah. well, <laughs> it's just the <a> dog guys. <laughs> oh, unfamily Rush is a good dog in Mega Man. I like Rush. He's a very useful dog for getting up to high ledges. D-Dog in Metal Gear 5. Yes, Kojima did it. Oh, yeah, Diamond Dog. He's dope. Yeah. Mm. He wasn't as good as your your naked sniper woman, though. She was the best. She ran so fast. I don't know how fast, how she was able to run that fast. But I'd tell her to go over there, and she would just whoop. You could see her running sometimes. Yeah. She's like, like, it's, she's it's like a road nuts. runner. Just, just, <laughs> just dust in the air. After my, uh, um, after my Dark Souls 2 stream yesterday, I also don't like turtles anymore. You can, check, you, you can check the stream. Did they cost $100? You can check. No, you can check. Well, that that too. Uh, that's double hate for turtles now. But you can check the stream uh, highlights call- in Discord for why I hate turtles. What? I'm trying no, to think of clip. where you were. I, I saw the clip. clip of when you were in like Fucker's Gulch with all those statues. That place sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, sucks. I, I sprinted the hell through that and it was insane yeah. yesterday. And you that just place, run yeah, and it makes it worse. <laughs> and then all these things are just shooting at you. Yeah, that place is bad. Uh, and then you get to that weird like job of the hut man at the end of it. Yeah, but no, there's a, there's a clip in Discord of why I hate turtles now. So go watch that. <laughs> uh, are you gonna go see TMNT Mutant Mayhem, Casey? Are you gonna go see TMNT Mutant Mayhem? Uh, maybe like, this weekend. I'm going to Chicago to see my son. We might we might do a movie out there. We got an IMAX on Navy Pier. And you, you, you were supposed to sound more. Hyped. You, you were supposed to sound more hyped about that because I, I hyped you up in the stream yesterday, saying like, oh yeah, Casey and Marty, all those turtle boys, they're hyped for that movie. <laughs> well, no, I, 
Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I I love the Ninja Turtles. I don't know anything about this Seth Rogen Turtles movie. Like nothing they've shown in the trailers like excited me. Like it just seems like a Seth Rogeny stonery comedy, but like starring middle schoolers. Is he is he is he still stonery or has he grown out of that? Yeah, he has a he, uh, no. He's grown into it. He has like an entire <laughs> he's grown into business. It. Okay, he has like a corporation. <laughs> oh, yeah, doesn't now. he? Doesn't, yeah, he sells weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, like the, the thing that would have got me hype about a Turtles movie was to see like some cool ninja action. There's none of that in any of the trailers I've seen. I think I think it has. I haven't seen it. I'll go. I'll go see it and I'll give you a. It can't. See, it can't see tomorrow not have it. <laughs> Gotta have it. Does Darren like the, said it puts the teenage and TMNT. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, that, like that's the vibe I get the most of, right? Like I'm I'm the, a bigger fan of the ninja part, but like it seems like this is all about like teenage shenanigans, and like that can be fun and all, but that's not going to get me hyped. It's, uh, rank, it's thirteen rank reasons the f- why, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh, <laughs> ranked in order of preference. The T, the M, the N, and the T. <laughs> so N is your number one, right? You want yeah, the ninja. ninja is my top. Okay. Uh, turtles, I guess, is next because like more than tur- mutants. Yeah, turtles are great. Turtles are great. The and then I guess the teenage and the mutant is at the bottom. Okay, so N T T M. Damn, the last movie that had T N M in the title didn't do so hot. The new mutants. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> what? No one's brought that movie up in a very long time. Yeah, I, forgot I, don't that own a, I don't own a 4K copy of that. Do you, you, do you have that? No. 4K is what, that's what I was going to ask. Don't. <laughs> the Queen's Did I think up. about it? Yes. Chad, I didn't you guys go should start it. sending Nick just really bad 4K movies <laughs> to just add to his collection. <laughs> I won't say no. Like if he tells you he it. doesn't have it, just be like, send yeah, it. Send I, it I have unopened copies of Sisu and Mario and Tom or T- Top Gun Maverick on my shelf. I, I have a lot of movies I got to watch. Have you not watched Mario yet? No, I'm watching. I'm not either. Actually, I'm watching Foundation now. That's not Mario. It's close. It is close. Lee Pace is nude in both of them. Is I mean, Lee is Pace space. nude in Foundation? There is space. Yeah, that's uh, he's he's nude in the first ten seconds of Foundation season two. Hell yeah, he's, he's fucking, very he's fucking he's also robot. incredibly tall. He fucks a robot. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> it's weird. It's Good a weird opening Pace. to a show. That's accomplishment. Yeah. Also, if no one's ever watched it, Lee Pace is the star of two incredible shows that are very underrated. One is called Pushing Daisies, where he has the ability to touch a body and a dead body, and it comes back to life for 30 seconds, and he can talk to the dead body. And so he's kind of like a, he becomes like a detective. He helps solve murders, right? Helps solve murders, but it's a very uh, quirky, whimsical, almost Tim Burton-esque world he lives in. And then the second show is called Halt and Catch Fire, which is... um, uh, like if Mad Men, instead of being about the advertising industry in the 50s and 60s, was about um, the rise of computers, video games, and the internet in the 80s and 90s. Um, and it's incredible. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Halt and Catch Fire. Halt and Catch Fire might be the best show no one's watched. Yeah, like where is that even at? I've never was heard on, of the show. I think it was on FX. Um and it lasted four seasons and like each one does like a five to ten year time jump. And so you get from like early ass 80s computers to like the 2000s and stuff. Um, really good, though. Really good core cast characters. Um, nice. Big fan of it. Halt and Catch Fire. Everyone watch it. You guys have anything else? Do you want to you want to wrap things up? Oh, Casey, yeah, you got to stream. <laughs> you <laughs> yes, got to stream in 25 minutes. Um, you'll be streaming with <clears throat> Jesse uh, some more Assassin's Creed Black Flag in 25 minutes. What else? Do you yeah. Got we learned a lot about pirates last time. Yarg. We're going to learn about Blackbeard because we just met that man. 
Ew. I don't know about him other than the beard. <laughs> um, and then obviously we have uh, the uh, Atlas Fallen uh, review. I, I threw in the chat. Um, may or may not be working on the straight gods. Well, Casey didn't do that. That was Elise. Uh, uh, Elise did that. I was just saying what was <clears> out there. Oh no, no! I was giving specific love to Casey, and I was going to give love to everyone else. Well, I was going to give love to you, and then love to everyone else. Mm. Casey, do you want to? What's oh, please? Just say something so I couldn't stop talking. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, watch the content that Marty just uh, plugged. Also, watch uh, the new episode of Adventures Nigh, uh, season three. If you're a member, mm-hmm. um, if you're not, become a member and you can watch it now. Yeah. Um, just had an episode of the Sigma Show, my weekly podcast, this past uh, Sunday. Check that great out. Uh, Marty was on. Yeah, we had a great, fun conversation about stuff we've been playing and uh, that whole Kai Sinat uh, street riot nonsense. I learned so much. I learned so much. <laughs> um, and outside of that, uh, Marty and I will be finishing Portal 1 probably tomorrow and then starting mm-hmm. Portal 2. So Immediately, yeah. Cancel no for that. That's pretty Heck much yeah. it for me. And I won't be here this weekend, so no game night for me. Sorry. No game night? No Sigma Show? Yeah. No nothing. Exactly. Uh, Nick, what about you? Uh, I'm doing a lot of different things. Uh, you'll hear some changes about the stuff we've already been doing on Destructoid, like uh, Lost in Time coming to Escape Us instead. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, but other than that, uh, my day was spent getting yelled at over the ads and ZP. So, you know, I went and took a nap and ignored it for a while. Best course of action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. One, one person specifically named me in the comment, and it's the, one of the top comments, and I've been getting yelled at all day because I tried to engage with it. And, you know, that's a, I should, I, my mistake. Well, Those live comments. <laughs> Nothing could possibly go wrong. Yeah, there's, there's like a thousand likes on it. I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> Leave me alone. This is your fault. <laughs> we need the guitar at meat, the end or else I don't get it. Pickle. <laughs> that's the name of the user, is Meat Pickle. So, Meat Pickle? Yeah. Uh, I think I was okay not knowing that. At least their name's funny. Yeah. Uh, I think they're great. Uh, sure they're Discord, so I'll yell at them in there today and tonight. Um, you're great, me pickle. <laughs> Listen, you're great. Um, tomorrow <laughs> you're going to be continuing Uncharted at noon. Is yes, that correct? with Tina. With Tina. Perfect. More Uncharted one. Uh, chugging away uh, through that game. Uh, speaking of some of that other video stuff Nick was talking about, uh, check out this incredible uh, Monty Python slash Elden Ring mashup video. It's the first episode of a new series we have going on called Multiverse. Um, it's delightful. If you like Monty Python, if you like Elden Ring, if you don't like either of them, whatever, it's 90 yeah, seconds. Put it on and go leave the room. It's just good. Just it's just it. really good. <laughs> also, it's really funny. Uh, the Escapist, we launched the Escapist TikTok with that. So if you're on TikTok and want some fun shorts that we're going to custom do for there, check that out. Uh, it did over 200,000 views already on TikTok. It's about to, it's creeping up towards 300,000. So pretty happy with that. You can become a big TikTok guy. Uh, I, no, I would, I would advise against uh, I'm it. trying to make our, my algorithm all just our content and it's, it just keeps showing me weird videos. I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like we have one video. <laughs> I, How can you make the algorithm just that one video? I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, well, no, no, I like there's, I, I'm following like the ZP TikTok and the Destructoid TikTok and all of our other TikToks that we're working on. So Why don't you follow my TikTok? Uh, nah, that's just weird stuff. It's just Nintendo oh, fanboy weird stuff. No, I don't have a TikTok. <laughs> I lurk though. <laughs> God. <laughs> and with that, we're ending the stream. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, yeah, stick around. Uh, uh, obviously, Casey uh, will be back in 20 minutes. And then this weekend, Sunday, 10 a.m. <clears throat> to 6 p.m., 
We're playing Persona. I keep saying that because I feel like I Nick hasn't really, it hasn't sunk in yet. Yeah, no, it has not. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Sunday, we're playing Persona. Casey won't be there to help us. Sad. Some other, you guys some other, you guys chose wrong, is what some I'm, other, I'll say. Some other weenies will. It'll be fine. <laughs> we chose wrong. Uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you, everyone uh, in the chat, for hanging out, for, for supporting us, for being in the Green Gang, for, for watching. Uh, and thank you so much, Graylane, for that $100 donation, not knowing what day of the week it was. That was wonderful. <laughs> um, so for Casey and Nick, this was Marty. This was episode number 98. Uh, stay tuned in 20 minutes. Casey will be back with Jesse with more Assassin's Creed. Bye, everyone. See you in a bit. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.